understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up and welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. I am your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley. And if you are just tuning in and you're brand new to the Stranded Phase, welcome, welcome, like welcome to the greatest podcast on earth. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Welcome to the place where I hope that you feel embraced and safe, the place where we have all decided that we are going to own our shit because that is the foundational piece of owning your magic is you must first embrace this low valley, this stuck phase, this uncertainty, being unsure, being unclear, this lack of clarity, just this foggy place that we're in and accept and embrace it as one of the best times of our lives, because it is the valley that is on our way to the mountaintop. And so in order to get there, we can't ignore it. We can't fly over it. We can't avoid it. We have to endure it and learn every lesson along the way. So I hope you feel like you're in a safe place. So again, if you're new, welcome. I freaking love you. I do this for you. So welcome. I hope you feel so welcome and make sure that you tag me on social media um, at Jessica Hurley underscore, not for the hell of it, because I want to show you love, because I want to know you're tuning in, because I want to know your story and I want to know where you're stuck and why. That's what helps me serve you better. So welcome to the Stranded Phase podcast. Happy freaking Friday. This is a Friday episode, which is usually space for uh, what I call our 15 minute Fridays, 15 minutes of applicable content, but I'm not going to front today. I don't think this is going to be 15 minutes. I'd be lying if I said this was going to be 15 minutes because it's been a while since your girl got on the mic for a solo episode and I'm I'm feeling really good. It feels really good to be back on this mic. I can't even front. Like it's a little bit there's a little bliss right now. Like I'm like, man, I have not hearing these headphones in my ear and putting this mic in front of me, I have not been in this place for a while for a gamut of reasons, but I feel good today. Like, I feel like this is exactly where I needed to be. I feel like I've had a frog in my throat. I haven't known what to say. I've had a little bit of little, some creative blocks. So it's the perfect time. So this won't be 15 minutes. So happy Friday to you guys. I hope everyone is well. Thank you again for tuning in. Tag me. Today's episode is about the last few weeks the chaos that we've all been dealing with and me coming to a pinnacle place and asking myself a few really important questions, a few really important questions. So let me be real first and say this. If you are a follower of me on Instagram or you've been listening to this random podcast, you would not be wrong to think visually that I have been blowing it out of the water and been insanely successful lately. Like, I'm just not even going to front. If that's what you've seen on Instagram, that's probably what you think. And you are somewhat right. Successful in the right of I've made more money in my business than I ever have. I've been hitting five figures consecutively every month. My fiance is 
over the top successful right now. He's reached his 11 years of entrepreneurship, finally found himself in the place he wants to be. If you are witnessing us online right now, you probably think that we are in the most celebratory time of our life right now, in which we are. I'm over the moon about his success. I'm surprised and overwhelmed by mine in the slightest. Like, I I can't even believe I'm here. There were more moments that I thought I wouldn't be able to do this than there were moments that I thought I would. And so to be here in this place blows my freaking mind. So I have been in some of the greatest, unthinkable, unbelievable moments of my time the last couple of weeks of this year, recently. With that came a insane internal battle. Absolutely insane. And so before I jump into this, I just, I want to remind you guys, (laughs) starting a business and being an entrepreneur is the greatest self-development journey you will ever go on. It is literally a self-development journey disguised as a business endeavor. I saw that on a meme. It's not a quote from me. But it is so freaking true. It is so freaking true. So if you're just starting out and this feels like a shit show, if you've been doing it for three years and it feels like a shit show, welcome to the club. It's supposed to be a shit show. Like starting a business, first of all, anyone can make money. Anyone can make money. Anyone. This is why, like you don't want to say it, so I'll say it for you. This is why there's Instagram models that are half naked making hundreds and thousands of dollars off of Instagram with millions of followers. And this is why there's a bunch of dumbass men that when they talk, you're like, what? How are you a millionaire? That's why our, that's why half of us are looking at our president like what in the entire F is going on? He sounds like a dumbass. You don't have to be uber intelligent or super in tune with yourself or even self-aware for that matter to know how to make money. But if you decide that you're going to run a business to be a change maker, to transform the lives of others, to impact, to leave a legacy, to transform anyone, oh, you better believe the transformation starts, begins, middle, ends with you. And it's ugly. It feels like an internal war. You will constantly question yourself, constantly question your ability, be uber confident one minute and be saying what the fuck the next. And crying in a corner. I've said this a million times and I'll say it again. The only difference becomes not that you become more confident, but that you just weather the storm better. You just weather the storm better. Like you just get used to the turbulence and you don't get shaken up as easy anymore. You just kind of smile and nod and think, what is this trying to teach me? Because this is part of the game. Got it good. And you even become so self-aware along the journey that you can almost stop yourself in your tracks when you feel the onset of self-sabotage or moments in which you need to grow and stop and receive and realign in your divine alignment. Like you can feel it. And I could feel it. I could feel it. So amidst the most successful month of my business journey, now I've been trying to make money as an entrepreneur and been a solopreneur for over two and a half years, but I have been in business as a business owner of a podcast management agency that serves clients on the daily and creates income for 14 months now. In June, well, April, May and June were the best months ever, but June was the best financial month I have ever had ever. And as good as all of that sounds and how you're probably slow clapping in the background, 
your girl hit a wall. I hit a wall. I hit a wall. Like it was like full steam ahead, 70 miles an hour, hit a wall. And I felt the onset of it the entire time. I knew it was coming. And there's so many things that I could bring up to you as to why. But part of it had everything to do with my middle name being self-sabotage. Like, raise your hand, smack the radio, turn the volume up if you can relate. Self-sabotage is my middle name. So when you get into, and I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I talked about this the other day on my uh, one of my social platforms. If you come from a family that lacked resources, that was constantly in survival mode, that really didn't live in any type of abundance, and again, we could go a deeper level in that on whether or not your family taught you gratitude and whether you even noticed that you guys weren't living in abundance. I know several people that were poor and so they never noticed. Their family did a fantastic job of making sure that they didn't feel like they were in survival mode, but... If you've ever lived parts of your life in survival mode with a lack of resources and the need and the the constant grind and hustle to just survive, abundance and wealth will knock you off your feet. It will knock you off your rocker. Like complete confusion, questioning your worth, not sure if you deserve this, you will deflect And you will feel like you're fundamentally flawed and question like soon. It's almost like as soon as something this good happens, you're like, yay. um, Why do I deserve that? Do I deserve that? Is that for, I don't feel like I worked hard enough because I'm used to the hustle. I'm used to running and grinding until I'm on my knees. It hurts so bad and I'm bloody tired that then and only then should I be given a sip of water. So this, this doesn't feel right because I haven't earned it yet. I haven't hustled my way to this damn near death to equal success. So to be experiencing abundance by working smarter, not harder, and serving other people and helping bring their voices to the light is this real? Do I deserve this? Is, am I true to myself? What's going on here? I can't even get into detail on what the actual things are that I experienced that felt like a wall, but I stopped. I literally stopped, um, selling because I felt like I didn't deserve what I was receiving. I questioned my worth. I questioned my ability to have nice things. I, um, question my value and what I was able to give people. I literally all the self-sabotaging ways that I've had my entire life that I thought I did all this work to wash away slowly started to creep back in again. Even insecurities that allowed me to think that, oh, well, other people don't think this is important and I should be quiet and I'm, I'm too loud about this and this isn't necessary and people probably want me to shut up. Like I haven't had thoughts like that in years. And this stuff came full circle after I had my best financial month ever. Guys, that's the thing about entrepreneurship that I want you to understand. It is the deepest, ugliest, evilest, unpretty journey that you will ever go on because it will bring up everything you've never dealt with. 
And so I had to take some time. I knew I had to take some time. I started doing things differently. I reinvented my morning routine. I hired a business coach that is very tough and and holds me accountable every freaking day. And I went and visited my parents and had some, you know, deeper conversations with them. And I even did like a sabbatical retreat where I went and stayed on the beach by myself alone for an entire weekend where while uh, Chris watched our, uh, our son and my stepdaughter and I had an entire weekend to myself where I just read and walked and listened to podcasts and listened to the ocean and walked on the beach and just ate dinner by myself and got really quiet And it was because I knew there was two really important questions that I had to get back to. One of those questions was, do you even know her? Do you even know her anymore? I knew for someone that was taught to be humble, that was taught that I was going after a career my entire life that would serve hundreds of people, that I would never make any money doing it, and that would be okay because I'd be living in my passion, that this was the opposite of that, that I was living in my passion and making money from it. This did not feel right. And so because of that, I started to question who I was. Am I doing the right thing? Am I truly serving people? Does this make sense? And am I becoming someone I'm not? Because this is a slippery slope. I've talked about on this podcast numerous times that in order for you to be not mediocre, in order for you to be above average, in order for you to be a queen, because queen making is long and painful. It's literally filled with like, 15% wins, 25% work, and 55% mental toughness. Queen making, being above average, not mediocre, but being the queen that you were put on this earth to be, that shit is long and painful. It's going to require some of the hardest work that you will ever do. So that slippery slope says you have to change. Insanity is doing what you've always done, so you have to change. But the slippery slope lies in humility and my ego protecting me and my soul saying, are you changing? Are you changing for the better? Are you changing for the worst? Are you becoming more of what people want you to be? Or are you becoming more of yourself? It's like that age old saying that they say when people make a lot of money, they just become more of who they are. I kept having to look in the mirror like, do you even know her anymore? Who is she? Who are you? What do you want? What does this mean to you? Does this shit mean anything to you? Are you going in the right direction? And when I sat with that for a weekend, and now let me let me preface this with a little disclaimer. I don't have all the answers yet. A three-day weekend on the beach did not give me all the answers, but it did make question number two very clear. I have to spend the rest of this year making sure that I know her. That's the answer to question number one. Question number two was this, and it's funny because I've talked about this entire concept on a podcast a year ago, on my podcast a year ago, you could probably find the episode somewhere. And I had to find myself going back to this. What does success look like to me? And do I feel successful now? And what will actually make me feel successful? Because the answer to that right now was no. I don't feel successful right now. I feel like I have 
such a long way to go. And that aligns with the comparison I have with my fiance, the comparison I have to other experts, the amount of money that I've make, I'm making, the fact that I still feel like there's so much that's not delegated and outsourced. My team isn't as strong as it could be, blah, 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 blah. No. Answer is no. I don't feel very successful yet. I feel like I have a long way to go. What do I need to do to make me feel successful? What does success look like to me? And this part was where I dug up some shit. This is where I dug up some shit because I knew success. I've known for the longest success wasn't a dollar amount because I remember eight months ago, I I said something like once I get to $10,000 consecutive months, I'll feel really successful because I'll have felt like I made it. I'll be able to pay my team, pocket some money and feel like financially strong which that will lead me to success in business because I'll be able to make investments and do other things and grow the company and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, I did that a while ago. I don't feel any different. I feel a little more secure. I don't feel successful. So I knew it wasn't a dollar amount. And then I said, okay, well, I used to feel successful. So what did that feel like? And then I thought about that. And my three-day sabbatical whatever you call it, led me to this. You've actually never felt successful. And you don't know the answer to this question because you don't have a definition to success. So one, understanding that it's different for everybody. Some people, it's money. Some people, it's square footage. Some some people, it's possessions. Some people, it's freedom. Some people, it's traveling. Some people, it's no rules. Some people, it's Some people, it's investments in security and money in the bank account that makes them feel like they can walk with their shoulders abroad. It's different for some people. It's taking care of their family. None of those sound adequate to me. None of them. They're all good. They equal security and fulfillment in small amounts, but none of them sound adequate to me. And so I kept writing them down. I'm like, If I were doing these things, I don't know that I would be like, I have made it. I don't know that I would feel that. And so while I started to say that I needed to redefine what success meant, I realized I had never defined it. I had never defined it. Because even back then, I thought success was the number of people that I had served. And I made a lot of sacrifices to make sure that I had a bigger impact in the roles I had before this, if, where I would go from serving 40 kids to serving the teaching the staff that taught them so that I could go from that to serving thousands of kids. And that never made me feel any different or more successful. So I never defined success. And then that's where the pain came up. Because some of the hardest work we'll ever do will be found in the shallowest places we found ourselves maneuvering in our childhood. And boy, that child, inner child work, if anybody's ever done it, I'm on the surface of it. I'm scratching it, tiptoeing around it, been avoiding it forever. And that is some serious work that you cannot avoid. And I've said this before on my podcast is entrepreneurship is like looking in a mirror. You cannot avoid it. You have to discuss who you are on the daily And the pain that came up was that I spent my entire childhood trying to please my father, 
trying everything. As a matter of fact, I don't know that I ever did anything for me. Most of what I did was to please him. And not in like a subordinate or um, dictatorship type parent-child relationship, but um, how do I explain this? My father worked all day. He was a blue-collar worker. He spent his evenings um, drunk on the couch until he fell asleep. And every night, I would wake up in the middle of the night, go on the couch, tap him until he woke up, pick him up. Um, not pick him up, but he would let me, like, he'd put his arms around me and I would drag him to bed. Or he would let me drag him to bed. Um, no matter what I did, good grades, performances, anything. I don't ever remember him being super proud or stopping long enough to attend any performances or I wasn't never, I keep wanting to say dance recital. I was never a dancer, but, um, I never, and again, I'm sure he said, I'm proud of you before he didn't avoid it, but he did not have feelings much around the concept of feelings. He didn't know how to show me that. Um, so I spent a lot of time, I think more time than I needed to trying to find ways to impress him or prove to him that I was worthy of his love. And I think I went the rest of my life. Now, I, I wouldn't say now that I do that, but I do definitely think that when I pick goals and things to achieve, I don't necessarily have myself in mind, nor do I have him in mind, but I don't, I don't think I have me in mind. I think I just have been chasing things for a very long time that sound good. I mean, obviously impact is super important to me. That has always been at the forefront of everything that I do. But I think for the longest, up until my entrepreneurship journey, less than two years ago, everything that I was doing, I was running and chasing and achieving goals and jumping fences and racing to a finish line to turn around and be like, ta-da, are you proud of me now? Is that enough? I am, I'm self-sufficient. I can pay my bills. I bought my own car. I bought this. I bought that. I have a child. Like, and I did it without you. Are you proud of me now? And this is so deep and it's still not fixed and it's not um, even clear yet. Like, I'm, I think I'm just talking this out with you guys, but I just want... Mm, the stuff that I'm still uncovering is a lifelong journey. And these type of things will stop you in your tracks. I'll say it again. Queen making is a long and painful process. So I woke up and realized I had two really important questions to answer. One do I even know her anymore? And if I can't answer that, how do I get to know her? And I know this sounds stupid, but I, I've been so in love with that concept these last couple of weeks. Like, how do I spend more time with me? How do I do when I close my eyes and think of myself doing something random? What does that look like? Go do it. Like for the last two weeks, I keep imagining myself paddleboarding, like 
with a friend laughing hysterically. I just hit my friend up two days ago. I was like, okay, we're going paddleboarding this weekend. Like, I can't tell you the last time I did something just for myself, just for myself, like for the hell of it, with no intent behind it, with no goal behind it, without it being something that was to educate me or for my child or for my friends or for my fiance. Like, I was just like, let's do it. I'm falling in love with this process again. And I think this is so critical because at again, back to the old age saying, you cannot pour from an empty cup. As I grow as a leader and a contributor and a creator, I have to be fully aware of who I am and who I'm becoming and my core values and what matters to me has to be very, very, very clear. So I add, I have to, I have to answer do I know her? And my second question, I have to define success to me. Not becoming someone else, not following their rules of success or their thoughts of success or what people have defined on Instagram as or deemed successful, but what feels like success to me? What when I utter, I'm going to do blank out of my mouth makes me smile? makes me feel good, makes me feel like I'm on the mountaintop, not because everyone's validating the words that come out of my mouth or validating what I'm capable of or my most recent achievement or the money in my account or the car that I'm able to buy or the yacht that I'm able to ride on or the house that we're able to get. Fuck that. What, what does success look like to me? What is the mountaintop for me? And figuring out what that is at its core. And maybe that's going to take many more silent walks on the beach. Maybe that's going to be doing more of what I love and and operating in it constantly all while getting to know myself. Maybe that's going to take several no's to things that don't feel good to me anymore. Because I'll tell you, 2020 has been... (laughs) one of the best business years of my life yet. I feel like I'm still saying yes to a lot of things. I ain't got no business saying yes to. Maybe that's going to be more no's. Maybe that's more time with me. Maybe that's more time with friends that I've put by the wayside and put on hold to grow my business. Maybe I need to go back to that, but it is a rediscovery journey for sure. And so All I wanted to use this episode to do was to remind you to stay centered and aligned, to go back to you, to focusing on you, that you can get caught up in a cobweb of pleasing others, serving others, accomplishing goals that you created that were not even those of your own and having some of your greatest success, so others say, yet feel empty inside. And this is what leads to some of the things that we constantly question, like depression and sadness and suicide. Not that I'm saying those are my thoughts, but people being fulfilled on the outside and not the inside. And so you have to stay aligned and clear with your core. So if these questions help you, I beg you to ask yourself these questions in the mirror to you on a notepad in a journal. Do you know her? Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.